Welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and I'm here with Patrick Kinney and Diana Martinez from Film Streams. Hello there. Hi. And we're talking about the film, Preparations to Be Together for an Unknown Period of Time. Hello. Körülbelül két hónappal ezelőtt egy New Jersey-ben tartott konferencián megismerkedtem valakivel. Azt éreztem, hogy megvan. Én ezt kerestem. Preparations to be together for an unknown period of time is a romantic melodrama about love and obsession that takes equal turns at being a Hitchcockian thriller. Vizzy Marta, a neurosurgeon, falls in love with a man, Drexler Janos, also a neurosurgeon, when she met him in America and they decided to meet in a month in Hungary without exchanging numbers. The film starts with her traveling to the previously disclosed meeting place, but when she sees him, he doesn't recognize her. Did she imagine this? Is he gaslighting her? These thoughts lead Marta to move into an apartment and into a career to be close to Janos. Her feelings of confusion devolve into an obsession, and she begins to question her very sanity. But there may be more to Janos's motivations as well. The film is incredibly well acted. The story is tense, melancholy, beautiful, and delicately told. I love the cast, and I love this filmmaker, and I can't wait to see more of her work. So what did you guys think about preparations to be together for an unknown period of time? I was very daunted by this movie before I watched it, just because I had heard a little bit about it beforehand. And then I loved it. Like, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, this is a great movie. I don't think I read anything or really knew a whole lot about it before I watched it. So uh, Patrick and I first watched it for the first time at the Toronto Film Festival um, virtual at, like, when was it like September of last year something like that yeah um and I read the description and it was one that I definitely put on my list of like this sounds weird and I'm really glad I watched it like it's the performances are amazing um the premise is really interesting one of the things I'm curious to know if you guys caught this or if it was and I'm curious if it was intentional from the filmmaker I feel like it has to be but I feel like this movie is really a reference to so many other films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely playing with like the femme fatale, with film noir. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock, I think, is a huge touchstone here. Yeah. And then yeah. also the setup of the film is Before Sunrise. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I. How so? It's, it's hey, we met in a foreign country. Let's meet in this place oh, at this time and not exchange yeah. phone numbers. Gotcha. And, but it goes wildly different than before sunrise. <laughs> it's a very right. different film, but the, I'll say. the setup was the same. It was almost like they took, I feel like there's no way they, they um, weren't aware of what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely, I mean, there's a lot of Hitchcock in it. I think I even have been describing it as Hitchcockian, which is like, ugh, but <laughs> I think this one deserves it. In my notes, it was before sunrise, all a rear window <laughs> is what I wrote down. A lot of vertigo too. Just like mm-hmm. not being able to trust perceptions, yeah. which yeah. I think I really, the fact that she is a neurosurgeon, that she is a scientist really i think is such an interesting wrinkle in the story mm-hmm. that she's actively uh scientifically trying to like figure out this you know if she's unraveling mm-hmm. and there's a point at which her like her psychoanalyst tells her 
Like you want me to diagnose you because that makes everything so much easier for you to deal with. Yes. Um, and so it is like a, like a mind game that she's also playing with herself, um, which to me is like something new for this genre. Like if it is kind of playing off of other films, like the self-awareness of the um, female protagonist, like of uh, her role and how, for lack of a better term, because this is the term that's used in these films, like psycho she might look. <laughs> um I really appreciated that because I feel like th- that is a character that I can relate to. I would think that that's who I would be being able to look from the outside in and being like, is there something wrong with me? Is there something <laughs> wrong point? with me? It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, it's a really compelling story. I, I think there's a reason why this um, kind of story, this particular narrative is taken up by like art films and like Hitchcock, but also like Lifetime Channel movies. <laughs> like it just mm-hmm. makes for a good story. Right. Um, and I thought this one like was really compelling. I think the two actors really had chemistry um, like in yes. their romance, maybe maybe romance, maybe not romance. Um, and that really like made the film for me because that was one of the factors that leads you to question reality it's like their right intimacy not only are you sort of like in like a you know a base way sort of like oh will they won't they but also like oh where does that come from like did they truly had they truly never met like why are they suddenly so in sync i really enjoyed the mutual stalking (laughs) (laughs) right something we don't get to say often about a film (laughs) Usually there's only one stalker in this one. They stalk each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is almost kind of, Mutual. In, yeah, it's almost kind of endearing in a way. Um, Wait, is this a lifetime movie? Who can you trust if you can't trust your brain? Right. Are you the stalker or are they the stalker? I'm telling my you. My stalker stalks me. Mm-hmm. This is the type of my, movie that with, st- yeah, with the wrong actors and director, yeah. this is a cheese ball of a romp yeah swap it out mm-hmm. give me Alyssa milano yeah and like and then you got a camp someone fest. who had a cameo in buffy still <laughs> a great it, lifetime movie i'm saying what's dean kane up to yeah yeah dean kane Alyssa milano preparations to be together for an unknown period of time preparations to stalk my stalker <laughs> preparations to be psycho and stalk a stalker there you go I really like uh, the main actors, though. I thought that they were both, they did a, an amazing job, especially the main woman. Her character is Vizzy Marta. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but um, I don't know the Hungarian language too well. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, N- Natasa Stork is her name. I just thought she was incredible. She just had such an expressive face. She didn't have to do too much in order to convey the heartbreak that she's going through and also just the kind of obsession that's like taking her over. And then uh, Victor Bodo, uh, who plays Janos, um, he just has this like face that is just so, he's also so expressive, but also like it feels very kind and loving in a way. It's really interesting because the story is so strange. That, and handsome. Yeah. I mean, the film, so the film is fun, I think, although tonally 
Like, I think that that, yeah. this was an interesting film for me because I feel like that's the experience that you get at the end of it. But while you're watching it, it is quite moody. Yep. It can feel, um, I mean, not slow because I actually think, uh, I actually paused it. And when I was watching it at TIFF and told my husband at the time, I was like, oh my God, we're three minutes in and it's already like, it's there. Like we have gotten to the point there's no exposition. It was like wonderfully quick to get to the point. But I do think it has this art house pacing that you don't maybe realize at the moment, like you're enjoying it as much as you are. But at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, this, that was fun. Yeah, I think that's what I wasn't prepared for. I was prepared for more of a, because it is, you know, you have a character who has no idea you know, she's communicating again, she's communicating so much with such a subtle performance because she's analytical, but also she is worried that she's losing her mind and is like also overcome with passion because she just moved around the world for somebody. There's a lot going on. And that's kind of all I knew about it, really. So I was expecting a far darker movie. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's like something that I wish I had been that I would prepare people for is that this is this is an enjoyable movie. Um, not, you know, uh, on many levels and it's super romantic, but in like the weirdest way. <laughs> yeah. And like a weird, <laughs> a weird way. In like a way that like you shouldn't take it to heart and bring it into real life. <laughs> it only works in this movie. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else is there to say about this film? I don't know. It's like one of those ones you can't get too in depth about it because the story has some really interesting twists and turns and yeah, and it's fun um, to watch. It's fun to experience uh, and there's some suspense and there's also some, you know, nice romantic moments. I just think it's a good film. I think anyone should get out there and just go watch it. For sure. Highly recommended. What films should people watch with preparations to be together for an unknown period of time? So I was thinking about the twisty and romantic kind of nature of this and the, the Hitchcock-ness of it. So I kind of, I, this is one that I haven't watched in forever and it made me want to watch it soon. So I'm going to throw out Charade um, with Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn. I love that. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember really, really liking it the last time that I saw it, and I want to see it again because of this movie, so I hope you do too. Yeah, Charade's definitely a caper. I've never actually seen Charade. It's so good. It's so good. I think it's like streaming for free right now. I think it's on HBO. Maybe I'll go watch it. Mm -hmm. So good. Today's the day. Um, So my recommendations, because we said Hitchcock, I'm going to give you some specific Hitchcocks to watch Vertigo um, and Marnie uh, both mm. kind of have to do with uh, Vertigo with the stuff with like identity and not knowing who you trust as PK said and Marnie you know a woman with like psychological problems um, I will say that preparations to be together for an unknown period of time, has a woman director. And so I think because of that, it's like really sympathetic to our female protagonist here. Like she makes her um, smart and self-aware and really complex, which is not always like what 
you know, these films, even these Hitchcock films bring to their women protagonists. Um, but in terms of the story structure and the tone, like these are good touchstones. Uh, but I do think if, you know, if you're thinking about the way that these female characters have been portrayed historically, I think this is um, Preparations to Be Together is, is probably one of the most interesting films to actually care about um, this female protagonist who's having having or maybe not having psychological issues. I'm going to, I also think that's something that I should have brought out in the main interview is that the movie has so much, like there's such a humanistic um, air about it. Like it's not judging anyone. It's not like, uh, you know, this woman like moved across country. She is a horrible, insane stalker lady. You know, it's like, it's not fatal attraction. You know what I mean? Um, there's a, yeah, there's that's a, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a humanness and a tenderness to it, which I really, really loved. And I do think that, like you said, mm-hmm. because a woman made it, you know, that is aware of all those stereotypes that, uh, women in films often, especially in these types of films, it's usually put on the women, <laughs> You know, and I think also, like, as you pointed out before, like, I think why their relationship is so important, because it's not purely like a sexual relationship, you can actually see that they um, are peers in in their jobs, but they also like just get along intellectually. um, And they like play with one another and and have fun. Um, So it's not, yeah, like, she's not, um, you know, kind of using her sexuality to like lure him into a trap. Like, this is a you know, maybe a mutual relationship and we're not sure if it's new or if it's a manifestation or what is it, but the audience feels, I think, with the protagonist and feels like, oh, maybe this is, maybe this is real or maybe it could be real. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we, we should get together. <laughs> like if it wasn't real to begin with, is it becoming real? Like right, exactly. They are clicking. Like we are clicking. <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> I am going to go out there a little bit (laughs) and pick a movie that was critically panned. It's a huge box office bomb. Everyone hated it. But when it came out and I saw it in theaters, I was like blown away by it. I don't know if it holds up. I just kind of thought about it after I watched it today. But it's a movie called Wicker Park (laughs) with with Josh Hartnett, Rose Byron, uh, Byron, Byrne. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I just realized Rose Byrne, Diane Kruger, Matthew Lillard. And yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. The, the Lillard. Yeah. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. So like uh, Josh Hartnett's character and Diane Kruger, they're like super in love. Yeah. But one day she just like disappears and he's like looking for her. And we don't know why she left, why she's gone. Um. And it's kind of this like mystery thriller film, but it's really like a romance in the in the uh, in you know the the way it like unfolds and stuff. And uh, I really liked it when it came out, and I actually like had it on DVD. I watched it numerous times. I had no idea that it was like so critically panned. I just looked it up, and it has like a twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that. It has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, so. Hey, there you go. There we go. I think it's one of those movies that, like, people that went and saw it actually really liked it because it was so fun. 
Yeah, know, but- I definitely remember this being in the vein of like swim fan. Yeah. And uh, like the yeah. Othello remake, mm-hmm. like kind of like a sexy, like young adult film. Like yeah. not teen, sure. but like it's like a type of movie that wouldn't get made anymore, you know? Um oh, yeah. except maybe on like Netflix or something. It would be yeah, like so a Yeah, so people should watch it and then they should email yeah. and <laughs> tell you if it holds up or not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or, you know, but I was thinking like there's totally a thing about like I think everybody has that movie that they mm-hmm. love that they're just like they just are like what it's everybody doesn't love this I know like is- really just like don't even or, like I know this isn't for everybody you're just like I can't believe people don't like this I know everyone <laughs> all of my friends loved this movie <laughs> like this cast is Josh Hartnett Rose Byrne yeah. Matthew Lillard Diane Kruger like that's a what, pretty good cast. I think What's what it is like? is like I think what it is is like it's just not it's just a fun movie, you know, and I think that sometimes critics, you know, they they see a fun movie or whatever and they just you know, judge it in the same way they would judge like a Tarkovsky film or something and it's like this is not a Tarkovsky film. This is like popcorn like thriller fun, you know. Um so anyway, it just uh it's a very different vibe than than the film we're talking about today, but it's a similar type of uh, genre, I would say. Yeah. A romantic thriller. Park. <laughs> Subscribe to the Lifetime channel. Yeah. Let's go for it. Did they ever release that one with Will Smith and Kristen Wiig? I never, or not Will oh, Smith. Oh, yeah, they did. Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig? <laughs> yeah. I never saw that. I was a like, Will adoption. Smith and Kristen Wiig? I was like, what a great film. I know. <laughs> so I, I watched film. that. Dang, I need to see that. I feel like I have like a weird what, I have a weird love it, for like lifetime movies and soap operas. I think what made a deadly adoption so special <laughs> was that it was not a parody. Like they they went in. Yeah. They yeah. made a lifetime movie. Sweet. It's yeah. a genre in and of itself. There's an art to it. Preparations to be together for an unknown period of time is now available on film streams at home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. For Film Streams, I'm Patrick Kinney. And for Film Streams, I'm Diana Martinez. 